Hi guys, this is Ashley Williams, Legacy Farms Coffee in Cerro Bueno, Honduras. Um, my green screen's not working very well tonight. My gray hair is setting it off, I guess. Anyway, normally we're doing a podcast called uh, Back Porch Coffee or something, Back Porch uh, of my house in Honduras. Generally, this is the view from my back porch. Um, so anyway, a couple of people have asked for a few different topics. This week, we're going to talk about a bean's life. Uh, from the time we make it a, a seed uh, to the time we make roast it and make it a cup of coffee. So when we pick that coffee cherry, um, the idea is to is to get it out of the bean or out of the, the cherry as quick as possible and get that bean on the patio or to a drying field or in the solar drying houses quickly as possible. And you want it to be a stout, steady downward decline uh, to 12.5%, 13% humidity, somewhere in there. But if we stop that bean at, let's say, uh, at around 25, 28%, somewhere around in there, humidity, um, and then we uh, we keep it the air flowing, but we want to keep it pretty humid. At that point, that bean could be planted with a very high germination rate of like 90, 95%, something like that. We take uh, a bean is grown in a cherry or in Honduras, they call it uva grape. Um, there's two beans that go together. And so there's a flat side on both those beans. We're going to make little trenches in uh, some dirt that I mix up about a half inch deep. And we're going to place that bean the flat side down, covered up. And we hope within a couple of weeks, no more than a month, that it sprouts. The first thing it's going to do is it's going to put a root out from that little crack. Uh, and then it's gonna actually push the bean back out of the ground. And so you're gonna have about a little two or three inch stalk with the little bean on top of it. Now on the farm, our guys call that uh, a soldier because that bean looks like a little helmet. At some point, uh, the leaves begin to sprout and that little uh, helmet cracks open and two big fat, about three quarters of an inch around, leaves pop out on either side. Uh, those they call a chipotle. So once that happens, uh, we're going to supersaturate that that ground that we mixed up, which is organic mass, mostly sand, and a little bit of dirt. And uh, to get it really soft, where we can pull that little chipotle out of the ground without damaging the roots. We bundle them up in little bundles and put a rubber band on them, uh, 25 per bundle, and then we send them into the cupping lab. And this is all done pretty quick. Uh, the ladies will unbundle their little bundle and they'll start selecting those that have the best roots. And then they throw those into just a big pile. They go straight back out to the Simiero uh, or the Ramada, according to where we're doing it. The Ramada is like a big greenhouse. And at that point, there is a uh, thousands of bags of dirt that we've the ladies have already packed. It's about the size of two soup cans. They're going to take a sharp stick and poke it right in the center of that. Then they're gonna gently drop that little chipotle in there, and then they're gonna poke little holes all around it. And that just pushes, snugly pushes that dirt around that little chipotle. And then they're gonna tap it down with their fingers just a little bit. We, we don't wanna damage those roots. It takes four years to get our coffee plants into production. After about two years, if they're not starting to put out some beans, uh, we know there's probably something wrong. And then we go ahead and generally, if there's no beans on them within the first two years or after two years, 
uh, we might decide just to go ahead and cut it down and be done with it and start over again versus waiting a third year, which you're putting a lot of fertilizer and a lot of time and effort into it. And then the, if the root system's damaged, uh, you've lost your investment. So it's a lot of times it's just cheaper to start over. So we've planted it into a little bag. It's about three or four inches tall. It'll spend the next few months in that bag till it gets about a foot tall. And it has about four full sets of leaves on it. At that point, we send the guys out in the farm with rope. That rope has paint on it every 1.9 meters. And they're going to spread that out and stake it, you know, about two feet off the ground. And they're going to stake it with two big posts. And they'll come out and they'll start digging. They'll make five or six rows of these. They'll start digging the holes. And then generally the ladies, generally the ladies do all the planting. They're more meticulous. They do a very good job of it. The guys tend to worry more about speed and look how many I did versus the women are doing a good job and they're trying to, they're trying to just do a good job. Uh, but uh, so once that's planted, that four year clock sort of starts. If you're lucky, you'll have really good production in three years. And, uh, and we have sometimes uh, this year we had a crop that was after two years, uh, we were able to get a little bit of our Anna Cafe Catorce. Uh, we were able to get a little bit of our Geisha. Uh, had like two or three pounds of each of those. Um, so now we've got a little plant. And so now starts the grooming that plant. So about five times a year, we're going to go out and fertilize it. And about five times a year, we're going to go out and cut the grass around it. Because the grass will, go way will grow way faster than the little plant will. So thanks. Uh, thanks to those uh, men out there cutting pretty diligently. You know, we, we have some pretty good plants on our farm. Um, we're going to spray it once or twice with some different uh, organic sprays that we have. One of them we make. Uh, sometimes we make it, but uh, sometimes we buy it. But we definitely buy at least one once a year. We buy the uh, organic spray to put on it. So having done that, uh, you know, you're in pretty good shape. Uh, that's about all you can do for the plant. It's just keep it clean, keep it you know fertilized. Sometimes we have to water it by hand. So then there goes the, the, the weight of the three to four years before we pick it. Uh, we have a thing called a refractometer. So once that coffee is put out of flower and then it puts out green little green cherries, they turn to red. Some of them turn to yellow, according to which variety we have. Uh, we'll take that refractometer and go out and test the sugar content. A refractometer is used in wine. It's used in a lot of different things. But we're hoping for like, we're hoping to our magic number be like 18. We'd really love to see everything be 18. Um, so if we've got 18% sugar, then we know to cut, you know, start picking that, that lot. The farms is divided into lots according to what variety they are and things like that. So they'll go into say lot three today, lot five tomorrow, and maybe go to a lot 11. It, it all matters uh, according to that. Once that uh, bean is picked, we want to get it to the top of the hill get it weighed in. We throw it into a big tank, uh, just full of water. Uh, the tank has a uh, one block missing off the very top row of blocks on the tank. And there's a little shoot by that. So the beans that, uh, the cherries that have a bad bean in them will float. So those float out and go into another tank. The beans that are in this tank, we drain the water out and they get augered into the beneficio, which is where we take the cherry off. From that point, the cherry's been removed if we're doing a washed or a natural or, or a honey process. It goes into the tank according to which tank is going to wash it. 
Uh, if it's going to be honey, it goes straight out on the patio. If it's going to be natural, uh, we don't even float the naturals. It's too much trouble. If it's going to be natural, it goes straight onto the patio. And natural means that we're going to dry that bean inside the cherry. Honey process means we're going to dry it in its own juices. So we're going to take the cherry off and put it straight on the patio and dry it in its own juices. And it'll pick up some fruit flavors from being in that juice. Uh, the wash bean is going to have all that juice and mucilage washed off of it till it's nice and squeaky clean. It looks very similar to a peanut. And then it's going to go on the drying patio. Uh, dried bean, a wash bean will dry a lot faster, uh, probably five to eight days versus, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15 days for the honey process and upwards to 25 days for the natural process. So once those beans have been dried, we take them into the bodega and they do about three days cooling down because they're in the hot sun on the patio. So that bean's going to dry down and air for about three days. Then we're going to bundle it up, throw it on a pallet, according to which lot, which day it was picked. Uh, at that point, it starts a 90-day wait. After 30 days, we take all the coffee out and we rotate the coffee from the bottom to the middle and the coffee on the top to the bottom. And so then another 30 days, you do that again. Another 30 days, you do that again. The coffee is going to spend a third of its life on the bottom of the pile, middle of the pile, top of the pile. Uh, there's nothing scientific about that. I just do it. Uh, it helps us get a good count on it. And we're able to weigh lots that we forgot to weigh earlier. And, uh, and I believe it gives it an equal time on the hotter part of the bodega and the cooler part of the bodega. So, so far, it's worked pretty good. I don't know that I'd know if it wasn't working, but we're going to say it works pretty good so far. Um, so from that point, once it's got that 90 days in, uh, that's done to age the life of the bean once it becomes a green bean. Uh, it's, technically, it's not a green bean yet. It's parchment. It still has a husk on it. So at that point, it goes into the Triga house where Bahidio takes the husk off. Then he takes it into the cupping lab in the selecting room and the women will dump them out on big tables according to which lot it is. And they will hand select each one of those beans. Once that bean is hand selected, it goes back into its bag inside of a, a grain pro and that goes inside of a burlap sack. And then samples are pulled. We get a cupping score on the samples. By that point, I've already cupped it on my table. And so I know what the coffee scores are roughly. I want to get an exact flavor profile and an exact certified score from the, the official lab. And so once all that's done, uh, we still use the traditional method of the hand sewing the bags. So the women have about an eight inch long needle and they get into a big circle and they sit on the bag and then they'll sew the bag in front of them. And then when that's done, a guy will come in, take the bag out and put it back in the bodega. At that point, uh, we're contacting the government for getting permission, paying our taxes. Uh, we've already consigned a container. That container is going to come to our farm. My guys are going to load the container up. It'll go to Porta Cortez, Honduras, and they're going to put it on a big ship, and they'll ship it to Port of Houston. It'll go on a truck and comes to my bodega here in Mount Ridge, Kansas. Uh, again, you guys can look that, uh, a lot of that process up at Legacy Farms Coffee. Uh, or go to LegacyFarmsCoffee.com. You can send me a message that way also. But at that point, I have it here in the roastery. Uh, most of our coffee is sold online. We have some door sales. Uh, we do a lot of fundraisers, things like that. But that green bean is here in my bodega. 
it uh, it will sit here until someone makes an order. Uh, my roaster does um, about 25 pounds is about the most it'll do. And about 13 is about the least it'll do. So we have big five gallon uh, food containers. And so when an order comes in, uh, and then we'll judge it according to our most popular orders. We'll order, we'll roast more of one type than the other, according to how it sells. But when the order comes in, we just fill that order, according it's roasted or, I mean, ground or whole bean. But I'll roast it here and it goes into the tubs, waits for an order. Anything that sits very long, uh, we're trying to give it out to places like uh, homeless shelter, uh, things like that because it's free coffee and who doesn't like free coffee? It's only got about 30 days on it, but still I like to get rid of it after about 30 days of being ground. I'll go a little longer sometimes on, uh, on the, uh, the whole bean, but about 30 to 45 days is as long as we're going to keep a coffee. Uh, and we'll try to discount it before we give it away for sure. At that point, it goes to your house uh, or a lot of it, a lot of it dies here. A lot of it, uh, I've been through about three pots today. But once once that coffee uh, is planted, it doesn't leave our farm until it's in a container. And so I basically, with the exception of exporting it to the States, we have physical control of the coffee from the day it's planted to the day it's roasted. Uh, we do sell a lot to other roasters. Uh, about half our coffee or uh, more than half our coffee is sold to other roasters. And they roast it and do basically the same thing. So... Um, Next week on the uh, podcast, it's going to be sort of a coffee military day. We're going to have some roasters with military backgrounds. So if you guys will stay tuned, uh, we'll be putting out as quick as we can. Email me at LegacyFarmsCoffee at Hotmail.com, and I'll get you on our email list to let you know when our podcasts are going to be coming up. Uh, we're only going to email you two or three times, and then once we establish a date, we'll toss that email. And we'll quit emailing you and we'll start working on a new email list of new guys. So we're not going to worry to death. And if you email us, that's a separate list. So we're not going to be sending you notifications for buying coffee and things like that. Uh, unless you order coffee, then you can sign up for that. But send me an email. Look us up on Facebook and all the other good platforms. And uh, again, thank you guys for your time. And we will see you again soon.